This is the Waycast is a podcast where we recap every Star Wars episode that releases on Disney Plus. This is your spoiler alert and you have been warned. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of This is the Waycast, the Ahsoka edition. I'm Sarah Edwards, the resident Star Wars writer at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a podcaster and columnist for the Boardwalk Times. And I'm Joaquin Fernandez, a uh, columnist for Boardwalk Times. As you can tell, we are all a little speechless because I think we're all still processing just that fantastic episode that we just got, which Giovanni and Joaquin had the fantastic privilege of seeing on a giant screen. It was crazy getting there, let me tell you guys. I did a thing on our Instagram story. So which for anyone who didn't get a chance to see that as it was coming out, things are crazy. I drove all the way from work to the theater and I ran late and I barely got in. They were like kicking people out. They're like, oh, yeah, we have to cut people off here. Like oh you can't get in, managed to get in. And it was so worth it. Like me and Joaquin, we managed to get seats together and we were just like going nuts. So just a little bit of a background on this experience. I have been to some other fan experiences this year i went to see guardians of the galaxy 3 like a week earlier or something and which is crazy and there's something that disney likes to do at these well two things uh the main one is they actually show marketing for other disney stuff coming out which was weird um especially because this is a tv show so it was like strange we got to see two trailers for the creator and for uh, the marvels and then they also said hey we have people with night vision watching so if anyone has their phone out you're getting kicked out (laughs) like it was deadly serious guys but but man was it so awesome like i mean let's just cut right to the chase the reason they showed this in theaters was to get the claps for the clone wars stuff like you should have seen how nuts people were getting as soon as the smoke was clearing the first time and you realize it's young ahsoka like it was surreal i was so excited oh my god also just the fact that we finally got to see live action anakin in the clone Wars setting i mean we've seen we've seen live action obi-wan kind of in a clone Wars setting we didn't really see ahsoka that was another reason we also got to see rex in live action yes. which we rex. haven't seen before he got the I loudest mean, cheers he got the oh, loudest I, cheers in the theater i was screaming in my living room and it was just me my partner and our dog oh, so go. i was just <laughs> it was amazing like uh, the, the energy in the room is crazy too there were so many people dressed up like there were people with little ahsoka tano like oh. like uh ears and then there was like um was like a, a lot of people with star wars shirts and stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. joaquin you should tell about uh tell us about that because i unfortunately they didn't get to experience that in the line yeah yeah there's a sabine uh, cosplayer just like i think she was just like you know in the front of the line just hanging out and it was really good like you, you couldn't even tell like if it just come off the set of the show it was just the level of detail and and there was also a chopper there that was going like, around everyone had just all awesome. shirt on like it was awesome it was the energy was like like you said like it was electric oh that's so, so cool. much fun the, the chopper apparently like interacted with people and would like have full-on conversations with you so <laughs> yeah that was a good time uh i unfortunately got there late enough to where i didn't get to see chopper and they promised us chopper after the show and he wasn't there but they did give us free posters so i have a poster and we also got um free popcorn and like this little snapchat filter thing yeah they gave you free popcorn and a drink and a poster it was so cool i was like get for living in a small county (laughs) no 
There was none in your area for the for this no. Game? The nearest one is San Francisco, and that's still oh, about no. an hour and a half away. So even if yeah. even if I got off work, which I normally get off at five, I would have to book it down to San Francisco. And from where I'm at during traffic, it would take a solid two. I wouldn't have made it. But yeah, no. Perhaps the next theatrical release I will get to witness. I want to dive into this episode because that was just phenomenal. I I loved the music. I really loved the, the way music. they set up these Clone Wars scenes. Like I liked how we could never truly see the setting. Mm-hmm. I liked how it was so foggy to show that it was a memory. And just so much about the show was just 10 out of 10. Just, oh. Can we talk about that fog of war effect for a little bit? Because it was yeah. like, it was really cool. Like I think it was obvious that the first one was Ryloth. It, like that's what it felt like to me. Ryloth? Okay. Yeah. Because like of the from Twi'leks. the Clone Wars movie? Yeah. Like like it felt like Ryloth because there was Twi'leks. So it was slightly sandy. Like when, when the thing came up, I remember, Joaquin, you probably remember I leaned over and I was like, oh, is this Geonosis? Because of the sand. <laughs> that's what like, I thought too. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this Geonosis? And then um, and you see the clones and stuff. And then obviously we get Siege of Mandalore. Literally the whole audience freaked out. When they saw the blue lightsabers, they're like, there's no way they're showing this. Like I was like, is this a retcon or something? And then I was like, oh no, it is the Siege of Mandalore. We, we saw the Mandalorian, like the, the Mandalorian. That oh, dude, that was so <laughs> cool. It's, it's... But as soon as Rex talked, as soon as he said anything, people just freaked. Like we were all waiting for, to hear me. it. It was crazy. Also, did you notice that, and I laughed about this too in the theater, that they covered up all the clone heads. Like I was like, ah, they didn't yeah, want to like, try. Suspicious. Yeah, I don't know why they so... just wanted to see to if they can de-age Hayden Christensen, they yeah. can de-age Tamora Morrison, but it's fine. Which speaking of the de-aging, a last episode there was one shot like the close-up where people thought it looked kind of weird. And this episode it looked amazing the whole it time. It was like, so good. Especially on the big screen. Let me tell you, it was surreal to see because I've never gotten to see the prequels on the big screen. So I was like, whoa, like seeing Hayden Christensen on the big screen, like old school Anakin. And, and he still fights crazy fast. I like, know. Like, it's kind of crazy. Rosario Dawson looks like she can barely keep up with him. I'm like, this guy is still in it. Like, that little, you know, clone or training flashback in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, that was him at, like, 80% power because I think he was matching Ewan's energy because, you know, Mm -hmm. Ewan's also kind of old as well. But here, he was going all out. He even did the the behind-the-back spin move. Like, oh, my God. Um, Something I wanted to say that immediately in the theater, I got chills when the music started and the episode started. It was just the shots of all this stuff going on i was like oh that's how i know it's a dave filoni episode he always likes to cook really hard like <laughs> make it really serious the music feeling. was just like oh my god you knew you were in for a treat when the music like soared and oh like my god. we're in for it yeah no i feel it was like you special. also know it's a dave filoni episode when there really isn't that much talking like yes there was talking they still had to you know keep the story going but there was so much where you kind of just had to rely on th- what the characters were doing to oh yeah things up like ahsoka and anakin's interaction were so minimal like they talked but you could kind of tell that it they they were reading each other rather than having to say i feel so weird that you're standing in front of me right now like dave filoni is so good at just letting actions speak louder than words and i I felt that was this entire segment like show don't tell i would say that's his uh storytelling also let's throw it back to another episode of waycast sarah where you were talking about jason and his force abilities because here we get it in full swing yeah that was so awesome Awesome. I will say what confuses me is why Ahsoka isn't trying to train Jason. He's at the age where he should be learning all of this force stuff. We talk, they mentioned how Kanan was a Jedi, how his father was a Jedi. And it makes me wonder why, why they didn't decide to train him unless Hera was like, hey, look, he's the last.
last thing of Canaan I have, please don't take him away from me. Feels like she's afraid of that, right? But then she does give him yeah. a little like, like, you know, oh, go with Hu Yang, like onto the ship there at the I'll end. I'll just leave my son with a war criminal. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, and Chopper. Yeah. I, like, I <laughs> laugh at the awesome. part where Jason hid behind Chopper when they found Hu Yang on the cliff, all sad. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But with Jason's abilities and everything, and like you were saying in the training and stuff, um, it seems like a big part of the episode is Anakin's lesson to Ahsoka by showing her those flashbacks is like, we trained you to be a soldier like your whole life and that's all you know. And she rejects that. She's like, well, I don't want that. So I feel like she's going to teach that to Sabine where it's like, you can't just like fight for the rest of your life because that's all I've done. Also, here's like, this is all getting meta here for a second, but Dave Filoni drew these like pops, like um baseball cards things for Clone Wars a while ago and Rebels. And one of them is Ahsoka waiting in water in what looks to be like her situation from the episode and the other meta thing is that at the end of rebels for anyone who didn't watch it the epilogue is the shot of sabine touching the painting the mural with ezra mm. and then ahsoka shows up and she's hooded but she's hooded in white and she's a staff because dave filoni's obsessed with lord of the rings and so gandalf. he wants her to be gandalf <laughs> and in this episode we literally get the gandalf rebirth like the we entire do. thing it's crazy i was like when she was wearing the white robes i was freaking out like joaquin i know you saw me i was like i was like <laughs> Oh, like oh my god it was full awesome. samurai robes i was like that is now that is my favorite ahsoka outfit like when her white lightsabers became my favorite sabers now that outfit i'm like that's the one that's the one ahsoka the white so cool <laughs> and i hope that it. that's the outfit that we keep throughout the rest of the show and Same. side note one another thing i loved about the flashbacks with anakin and ahsoka was the fact that we really finally understood how young ahsoka was during oh the yeah because i brought up how or this this is no new conversation about how Ahsoka appeared to be sexualized when she was first introduced like her outfit was very skimpy definitely not something that a typical 13 year old would wear at least in that kind of situation I felt like it was meant to portray her as being older and so I really like that we had this flashback to kind of be like hey remember she is literally a child and so I I, I just like that we find we kind of got that redemption in a way because I know that's why a lot of people don't want to watch the Clone Wars is because of how Ahsoka is portrayed so I kind of like that Clone Wars Ahsoka got a little redemption where it's like, see, she's 13. Like, her like Tales of the Jedi, um, they're showing the same, I think, design, right? The same mm -hmm. redesign. So it's it's good to see that in live action because, I mean, that's clearly the better, more Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a retcon I can get behind. Even more so, I mean, we should talk about who was playing her. So that was Ariana Greenblatt. Yes. Like, I remember hearing a rumor about her recently maybe being in the show. Um, But there was a lot of, like, fake casting rumors about, like, oh, young Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. and stuff and one of the biggest things was she just did barbie like she was she in barbie just did barbie and she's she on her young high horse Gamora. right now yeah like like this is huge like the fact that you're in this movie like or <laughs> that's a, i'm saying movie because that's what it feels like you're in this show playing like such an iconic role and, and and like you said it's really kind of like whoa like you have to think about it for a second like she was really young like like in the animated show you can kind of get away with like weird proportions so like her head is like huge and she has big eyes and so it's like you kind of don't feel the factor even though they like make her tails really small but here it's like oh no even in Siege of Mandalore when she's older she's still yeah, a child exactly. like she's a teenager in Siege of Mandalore she's probably like what 18 and yeah like still, 17 like imagine yeah. 17 yeah imagine having to bring in Darth Maul at the age of 18 I know. you haven't been a Jedi for god knows imagine, how many years imagine that fight like um Ray Parks oh versus... dude you know what actually do you think and I thought this in the theater for 
the part where she's fighting Anakin as young Ahsoka, do you think they brought in the same, uh, uh, what, what's her face? I don't remember her name, but the stunt double they used to mocap Ahsoka for season seven because it was all behind the head. And I was like, okay, so that way they can cover up like Ariana Greenblatt doesn't have to learn all this ridiculous choreography very fast. I like I could kind of see like maybe they used another stunt double or the same one, but I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Just the fighting in general in this episode, it was more thematic than it was like, oh, we need to actually literally physically hurt someone mm-hmm. I feel like more of that's coming later obviously but oh I, I just really like the part where anakin trolls her into like she's like is that all you got and he's like oh well let's let's see we're gonna do some ghost of christmas futures exactly stuff here. it was very much an anakin lesson like that's exactly how anakin would have continued to teach her i did like how they kind of bounced around the fact that he was still he still had some darth vader in her like or in him i really like that they didn't say well why'd you turn into darth vader we already kind of had that conversation in Rebels so I liked that it was just I have this last lesson to teach you I pulled you into the world between worlds and that now we're gonna do it and I like how it was just as if nothing could really change so is it his force ghost so like I, that's yeah. what I'm still unclear about if it's a force ghost or just a spirit of the world between worlds like it's not actually Anakin mm-hmm. it's just her memory of Anakin well I mean they do show that Anakin makes it to the force at the end of Return of the Jedi like he he's kind of in the same state as Obi-Wan and Yoda and this if I remember this was a part of legend so I don't know how true it is or not or if it's still canon but when you become a part of the force you're not like actually gone like you have the potential to like we saw with Luke you have the potential to put yourself back in your physical form if you want to but if you aren't ready you can just stay a ghost of the force so I think Anakin is a ghost of the force and he could totally just respawn if he wanted to so that was something that me and Klein were talking about last week because I was wondering the same thing where we were like well is the world between worlds like a liaison for the force ghosts to like walk around and like there they look more mortal than when they like appear in the real world where they're like an actual physical ghost and people were like arguing last week about well when what time period Anakin is this because he's wearing the black robes and I'm like no I think it's just the I think that's just the ideal version of Anakin in Ahsoka's mind because it's like okay is this just her brain thinking this and is Jason sensing her thoughts and not like a physical place of being like she isn't literally physically like in this then again she's really far away from the cliffs when they pick her up so it's Mm -hmm. like okay maybe she did like go to like this world between world state where she was supposed to quote unquote die like Gandalf and then she Mm -hmm. chooses not to because she feels like her mission's not over it's like that's something that I was hoping the show would cover because it's felt like very tangible in the last few seasons where it's like okay Ahsoka is not dying like she should have died by now like she's defied death several times and even in a meta way like when she was supposed to be killed off and then they didn't kill her so it's like I feel like the show's finally admitting that and they're like well yeah no she doesn't die because she doesn't want to but she's also not like doesn't want to be the hero all the time as she points out so I thought that was really interesting and I'm glad that they did it with Anakin because it's like how do you not do Anakin and Ahsoka in this show like it was unavoidable. Who else would you do? The only other person that I could think is Plo Koon but he wouldn't have the same he wouldn't have the same impact that Anakin does and even then I think Plo Koon because he was killed I don't think he had the chance to become a part of the force like some of the other Jedi and that could explain why you know we don't see all these other Jedi masters just walking around exactly like Kanan like it was nice to see him actually get mentioned this time because he was like alluded to Mm -hmm. a couple episodes but he actually got a name drop and it was really nice to see uh, that reaction even everyone in theater was like Kanan Jarrus like it it was awesome (laughs) to see that and also people were laughing it like almost 
almost all of Carson Tiva's lines and Hu yeah, Yang. He's so yeah, good. It was awesome. Like whenever Carson was like, whatever about Jason having force abilities, everyone just kind of laughed. And then, uh, but the thing about that, uh, Joaquin, the other person that got mentioned that was like, for me, it was like, okay, this is great, was uh, Leia. They were like, oh, yes, yeah. Senator Organa is covering for us. And I'm like, of course she would. That's the Leia way. Like, I'm glad that she's still in the background of the political scenes. Like, yeah, we can have Mon Mothma be the, like fancy, like, oh, I'm a serious, you know, send like, you know, I'm a Supreme Chancellor, I'm a serious politician. But then you have or Leia, who's more like Hera and like willing to bend the rules. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Especially because they're friends and rebels for a little bit. Yeah. That's I so will cool. say, though, like Mon Mothma brings up so many points. And I've discussed this on oh, the podcast yeah. before. I, I'm kind of with the senators right now. And it's like, why are you taking these men to go on this mission? You haven't even truly explained why Thrawn is a threat if he comes back. Like the Empire is gone. Who's he going to lead? Who, how is he going to spread his message? Just where is he going to suddenly get all this power? He comes back from be after have, having disappeared and the Empire is dissolved. Like, what what are you going to do? So I, I I like that Mon Mothma was just spitting straight facts of where it's like, okay, do you have proof? Like, what, what are we supposed to do with this? And I like that the New Republic shows up in force too. And they're like, all right, well, who's breaking the rules here? And then Carson's like <laughs> failing to come up with excuses. That was so funny when he's like, oh. And then when he just gives them the actual like story, that was so funny. Where he's like, yes, yeah, so this is basically what's happening. You're not going to believe me. <laughs> then it happens too. I love that we got to see the Purgle. I will say, I, I, so I love that we got the scene where Ahsoka is talking to the Purgle, quote unquote, through the force. I was kind of hoping that the episode would end with us like seeing where the Purgle takes us. And then Ezra's on the other side where it's like, hey, where'd you, where were you guys? They're trolling, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that would have been the jaw-dropping ending for a theater kind of release. But everyone was like, watching. as soon as it ended, it was like, aww. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, I was hoping we would have gotten to see where they took Ahsoka in hopes that either we would find Thrawn or we'd see Ezra and some hut. Like, yo, guys, what's up? I've been chilling here for the whole time. I had the person sitting next to me actually asked me afterwards was like oh is there supposed to be an end credit scene or something <laughs> it was like bruh for me I though look. i no. thought it was gonna end when ahsoka was looking up at the pergo which by the way i said it here on waycast first um i knew that they were gonna use the pergo like that's so obvious but like yeah i figured that out um in the first episode of waycast or i think it was either the first or the third and i was like get back to me in a couple episodes because i was like yeah the thing is they're gonna use the pergo to get to the new galaxy and duh of course like yeah like it's super obvious but but they made it seem like a big deal in this when she figures it out and i was like i was over here that's like, why i was Whoa. hoping that there would have been a reveal at the end because we know obviously she's going to use the pergol yeah like, duh. any anyone who's ro watched rebels is like well yeah how else are you going to get there like i think it's mostly for people that didn't like this show true. especially the beginning yeah. was like how do you explain sabine how do you explain ahsoka how do you explain ezra and thrawn like it's been like kind of catching people up so i think this is like okay this is like if you didn't watch rebels these are what these pergol do and that's basically yeah. what it was for that's fair but still i feel like the whole show is kind of based on the fact that it's like you should have watched rebels by now and if you don't that's kind of on you <laughs> At least that's what I told my cousin True. who asked, what's the world between worlds? So, Bruh. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is like here, the world between worlds isn't used the same way as it was in no. the in Rebels, where it was like, oh, yeah, this is an actual like place between time and space. Now it's like, oh, is it a place between time and death as well? Mm -hmm. Is it like Mortis, where it's one of those things where you can only access it like a certain way? And in this case, Ahsoka accesses it by accident. Um, So one thing it's we like purgatory. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where it's like purgatory for the force, where it's like 
is she gonna become a ghost or like what's going on uh one thing though here here's the thing this was in the leaks so i knew about this way ahead of time and it got rebuked like two days ago like right before this episode came out basically in the leaks they said that ahsoka was gonna fight anakin and mustafar like that was gonna be part of this fight and watching the episode now i can like okay because they said a couple days ago that they cut that part like they filmed it and then cut it and i'm like okay i think logically what happened is either they recut it and like instead of them fighting in, on Mustafar, it's just the ending part where they fight in the world between worlds because he has the red lightsaber he has the mm -hmm. sith eyes and i'm like okay that makes me think that's what would have been on Mustafar. but then the sequence got too complicated because this is still a tv show after all like they, they have a tighter yeah. schedule so i think that's what happened because i'm Mustafar like would have been too much too yeah like exactly it would have been, been like now. why are we back here yeah like this two on the nose like hey ahsoka didn't stop him here like yeah like i think it was a good idea to just cut that and just like make the sequence not go on for too long um but yeah that was one of the rumors so like surprise for anyone who didn't read about that because i mean not everyone's involved in leak culture obviously <laughs> but yeah that was like a huge leak from a while ago was that there's gonna be a scene where uh she goes to the world between worlds and she finds anakin and has to fight him on mustafar for some reason and now it's like okay no it's a lesson from anakin and it's like like kind of like segments of the clone wars and segments of her life basically that are significant that and was uh, that was good that was better handled than yeah Mustafar would have been so yeah, I, I like that, that better so I have a question for you both so we've now seen Anakin in two episodes of this eight episode series mm -hmm. do you think we're gonna see him again in this show um the fact know. that she calls out to him makes me think yes maybe as an actual ghost yeah for I once. can see that yeah and and shout out to Hayden obviously like he's having the time of his life doing this like yeah. he's so glad to be back you know who I want to see though and like here I'll give one to Zach too in a second but we still haven't seen Rex like in person like yeah like we got to see Rex you know with a helmet on which is like okay that was great and fans went crazy but like where's you know like old Rex and then old this Rex. for Zach where are Zeb and Callus? like exactly they even mentioned the uh Al Delphi Rangers and which is where Carson is from and I'm like okay but like Zeb totally would have joined Hera on this mission like duh where is he like what yeah, is what going is his on? role now yeah. did is kale is callus dead like what well, yeah I, I guess they were like yo zeb you're too expensive to cgi <laughs> you can't come on this mission right now that's Your what CGI's it feels a like too extra for us right now so take a break it's like you can sit this one out chief that's why i'm like bruh but um yeah that, that was for zach because for me i'm still like okay but well, what about rex and now they're talking it, about yeah. oh Hera's gonna stay behind for the rest of the show basically and like do galactic politics while ahsoka and uh Hu Yang go on the actual adventure because there's no Sabine in this episode whatsoever no, which I was a little recap. surprised at yeah but I kind of I, I kind of liked that it yeah left this mystery of like where'd they go what are they doing speculation for next week do you think actually no I don't think I think this is exactly what's gonna happen what if next week starts from her perspective instead that's what I think and they like catch you so, up yeah. on where she's at and then they show Hu Yang and them arriving yeah. um that'd be really cool and what if they like I think Thrawn is gonna be next week we me and Klein talked about this to. It's yeah. already we're already on uh, episode now six of eight, and we still haven't seen Ezra or Thrawn. So we we got to be approaching this at some point. Exactly. Like get to six through eight. Like here's the thing: is we're in completely uncharted territory, like yes. literally uncharted territory, because new galaxy, new possibilities. And it's like for Mandalorian, whenever it was like, oh, the trailers only show the first half of the season or whatever. It's like that was cool, and then we got to see like cool stuff in the second half, but nothing like this, where it's like, yeah, we literally have no idea what's going on like sea toss i thought th that we weren't going to see that much of it in this episode but yes we did see a lot of it i feel like that's the last of what we're going to see from it for a while because it's like okay now we're getting these new locales
else. And I don't know. I'm just like, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that there's so much this episode does, but then it doesn't do as well. Because it's like, okay, there are still the entire second half characters, which includes Morgan Elsbeth, Sabine, yep. uh, Shin Hati, Balin Skull, Thrawn, Ezra. And then there's like another character that hasn't even been introduced yet that is like mm-hmm. supposed to be important. Um, so I'm yeah, like, we still have so much, so much story, and we're more than halfway through this show. Like, <laughs> what's gonna I, happen? Are they gonna I wrap it up like in gonna, three episodes? I feel like they're gonna they're gonna tease it and leave us off at like a cliffhanger and say, Bruh. by the way, we're making a season two. Yeah, because that was the rumor, right? Is that like there there's supposed to be a season two already, like in the works? Which I'm like, yeah, feed me because uh, I don't know if I can handle another season of Mando just killing stuff every once in a while. Yeah. I need this level of storytelling for all these shows like like you know what i mean it's like andor and the acolyte are gonna be like the more premium like oh this is like taking star wars to a different thing but but in terms of like these cinematic shows that are supposed to be like mando versus stuff be more like ahsoka instead of like yes. filler of the week which yeah, everyone is just like i mean when you think about it about. like mando, <laughs> yeah. we all thought mando's story pretty much was gonna conclude either with grogu or without grogu we got to that and mando i feel like is just kind of at a thrillery point fillery point Whereas Ahsoka and Andor have full-on stories that are going to be told and then they're going to end as they should. Yes. But again, I think it's going to be, you know, Disney's going to milk the Grogu cow however long they Sad. can because he is making mon- making the money, which I I mean, I guess I get it, but also like... Yeah, no, it's like... It just ruins a, a release for Star Wars content. Here's my thing though now, thinking about it. This is why I mentioned Leia. It's like a big part of the Heir to the Empire novel and, you know, hence the Thrawn trilogy was the fact that it heavily includes the main cast of characters in the original trilogy. And right now, we don't even know where Han is. Like, is Kylo even born? But yeah, I think for me, it's like we hear Leia. It's like, okay, Leia is still a part of this. And obviously she's in the background. She's doing politics and stuff, which makes sense. But it's like for Heir to the Empire, my question is, are they going to use the guy they cast as like the stand-in for Mark Hamill for Book of Boba Fett? And or are they going to try to deep fake again? Because in my opinion, they should just use that guy and then just find like a middle ground for his voice. They can either use his real voice or use Mark Hamill's like voice acting or something because it's just weird to me that we have all these animated characters coming to live action and they're not using the voices from the show. But with exactly. Luke, it's like, oh no, we have to use Mark Hamill for some reason. Like, So I really hope they find a way to like balance having original trilogy characters and all these new characters in one seamless way for a movie. That way it doesn't feel like overstuffed. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I do want them like some people um have been very like aggressively like oh they need to retcon the sequels by doing that and i'm like no 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 they need to i like having new characters as main characters because it's like yeah, the original they need trilogy to fill in is, the holes yeah the original and trilogy is luke han and leia like duh and so i don't know we have three episodes left six seven and eight we have so many characters to introduce what are some things that you guys hope to see in these last few episodes well i want to see more like of this new galaxy kind of like what okay i want to I wish they would show it, but they probably won't. Like, what has Ezra and Thrawn, like, been up to, like, from their yeah. And, like, kind of, like, almost, like, do, like, a flashback where it's, like, the end of Rebels, and it's them in the new galaxy. Dude! What they've been doing for, like, Dude. 15 years. That'd be years. so good. That would I would cool. want that so bad. Because, I, I mean, yeah, like, that. when you think about it, what has Ezra been doing this whole time? Hanging around with the Pergo? Like, he's got to eat somehow. He's been selling uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, he's been doing those commercials. Wings on <laughs> Wings. <laughs> Deals upon deals upon deals. Yeah, that that that's what it was. So, and also, like when you think about it for Thrawn, like what has he been like? I'm gonna find my way back to 
the galaxy and become the empire. I'm going to make sure that it lives. Like, I, I don't, here's I, what I think, and I hope happens because all the Thrawn stands on Twitter, like you, you have no idea how strong the Thrawn like fan base is. Like, these are people that have been fans of him since like the '90s. Like, yeah. there is a huge Thrawn fan base. They are like, if he's not feral and hairy like he is in the comics and in the books, then they're doing it wrong. Like, if he comes yes. out of this, like, oh yes, I am Grand Admiral Thrawn. I survived by looking regal this whole time. Like, here's what I think might happen though. I have a theory. I don't think it's true, but this is just an idea. So you know how in some time travel stories, including recently with Marvel, they explain it to where, oh, well, in some parts, like the quantum realm, time doesn't work the same. What if it's mm -hmm. like they're only in this new galaxy for like 15 minutes? And for oh, us, it's be been cool. years, right? And so then they get there and then everyone arrives and they're like, what just happened? Like, wh what's been going on? And they see like Ahsoka's way older, like Sabina's way older. And they're like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that is a possibility. And they're like, Thrawn, the Empire failed, they come back. Or they did survive. And like I said, we get Feral, Harry, Thrawn, and then like Ezra. So there's so many possibilities. It's like, which one is true? I think the weakest way to go would be if they're just like, oh, time works differently. So they're yeah. exactly the same as they were 15 years ago, which is like that'd be the cheap way eh, out, to be honest. I yeah. kind of like I kind of like this potential idea that maybe Ezra, you know, Ezra and Thrawn got there together, and Thrawn's like, What the hell did you do? And Ezra's like, Well, we escaped. So now we're stuck here and I'm not going to let you go. You don't know how to communicate with the Purgle. We're keeping you here. And like, I could see right. it being Ezra's mission to be like, my goal is to forever keep him away from the main galaxy. And that's what I'm going to do. And I could see it being like a conflict where Her Hera and Sabine are like, okay, you should come back. Like, we miss you. And Ezra's like, but I can't because then Thrawn's going to be back and then he's going to recreate. Like, I could see that being the next conflict. There's so much to think about too, because I mean, some people have been predicting the Yuzen bong which i i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that's not gonna happen like yeah is, like i've unfortunately even though i am a fan of legend stuff i that's one of the parts i'm not a fan of like i like the idea of them i just don't like the way they they're designed it's just generic space orcs like yeah i like that they're you know not typical star wars villains i guess like antagonists but still i'd rather not <laughs> like, like yeah. let's not do that please i don't need space orcs like like we're already getting a bunch of other stuff like I'm good. <laughs> like I think like yeah. George and David, they said they're gonna do him in Clone Wars, and then they, they were do it. So I don't think he's gonna retread that. Same with like Star Killer. Like I don't think we're gonna get those in canon. So yeah, I don't think we're gonna get as close to the sequels as people want us to. And I think that's something we should try and avoid. I uh, I just really hope that we get to see old Rex and Zeb come in Please. and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna help you get them back. Like, and I would like if there was like an ending scene where it's like, oh, the whole gang is here except for Kanan, but. Everybody else is Except here. For King. <laughs> Rip Kanan. It's Force Ghosts. His Force Ghost shows up. That would be cool. That would be pretty sick. Freddy honestly, Prince like... Jr. Freddy Prince Jr. Right. Manifest. And, oh, and maybe him talking to Jason, like, you can be a Jedi. Oh. And I don't know why Ahsoka hasn't decided to teach you, but I'm telling you, these Ahsoka the white robes are gonna kill me. Like, like if she gets her like big epic fight scene with like Balin where she like just demolishes him. Because here's the other thing we haven't even gotten to talk about. Rosario completely changes her performance as Ahsoka the White. She's yeah. more like Ahsoka 
Ahsoka from Clone Wars, like way more like open and free and way nicer. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Less tense. And it's like, we're back. Like we got, there she is. Like, like she's back. She has all the like little mannerisms. And I was like, oh my God. Like she was just in this dark place for a while at the beginning of the show. And now she's like becoming the Ahsoka everyone knows and loves. And it's like, I thought that was amazing. Like when she taps on the glass and messes with Hu Yang, I was like, oh my God. Like all the chills, like, oh, and then the music. Okay, we talked about it briefly. I wanted like, here's the thing. I was expecting press at this event. And Mm -hmm. I was literally going about to be like Kevin Kiner, Dina Kiner, Sean Kiner, Nolan Markey, and David Glenn Russell Cook. Because the music in this episode was so good. Like banger after banger after banger. Like every piece of music just hit so hard. Like I think my highlight for me, besides the ending with the purgle, because that was just was the uh the part where Ahsoka's waking up and oh also jump scare her without like a like I a, know with her little uh, headband. Yeah, that headband. was that was weird. That was weird. Yeah, I was Cursed. like, oh god, jump scare. Like that's what it's supposed to look like. And so um, but the music playing there with the piano, I was like, oh, oh my god, like piano in Star Wars is very rare. Um, it is so like I don't think John Williams ever used it like in the scores. Uh, but this is just like, oh my god, it hits and then like the visuals and like the pergo and stuff with the music just killing it the whole time um and the music during the clone wars flashbacks was so ethereal like like you I know something's it. wrong right like, that was my cool. favorite and i am so excited for when that part of the soundtrack comes out oh my out. god Bangers. i love ethereal sounding music like that so like bad batch is one of my favorite soundtracks Andor had some really good ones but bad batch and i think ahsoka are going to be my favorites and i can't wait for it to come out oh yeah no so for every fan this friday they are dropping the album with the music from the first four episodes and then yes. whenever the season ends uh they're gonna drop the second album but i mean let's just get excited now because i feel like it's gonna suck because it's the first four episodes not this one and this one for me had the best music in the series so far it's so good i was like oh my god like I, some people were expecting like battle of the heroes or something and i'm glad they didn't do that 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 would have felt off like this episode was very this was the episode that justifies the name ahsoka like this yeah, was the ahsoka episode like yeah all Ahsoka fans should feel very rewarded and vindicated right now for sticking with her for so long. That's what I felt. I was like, this is it. This is all we wanted. Like, we got to see Hayden in the Clone Wars armor, acting like Matt Lanter, Anakin, you know, goofing around in battle. I was like, oh. He was better. Like, I think even in Kenobi, you saw that where he was just more in tune with the role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because he only had two movies. I think it's just because Hayden worked with good, with directors who were really good with emotion and just like that depiction. I mean, so many people trash on his performance in the prequels but it's like he was just doing what George his Lucas job. told him to yeah if he was just doing what he was hired to do and he did really good he listened to instructions but when he works with a director who truly knows how Anakin should be th- this whole Banger. other side of him comes out and he just does amazing so I I feel like people people don't give him enough credit like he was not doing it because that's how he thought Anakin would be he was doing it because that's what George Lucas thought Anakin was gonna be and, like and you yeah, know he's so good in this like like the little snippet there and even the snips and everything he's saying and it's like ah Anakin like oh my god like stop it's how I imagine like Clone Wars like I'd always imagine as a kid like oh this is what it would look like in live action because it was like you didn't know as a kid that they would do this like you you just like oh this is the cartoon they'll never like the movies are done but this it's like 
if I could go back in time and show like 10 year old me. Oh, my, dude, so oh my God. Bro. I would also just go back and tell like 10 slash 11 year old Sarah, like, hey, you may be a girl who likes Star Wars now, but just wait, when you hit your 20s, it's not going to be weird. Other girls are going to like Star Wars and you could actually talk to other girls about it. <laughs> that was a big part of the audience, too. I saw a lot of girls bringing their boyfriends into see <laughs> it. And I was like, ha, it wasn't the other way around. Like they were the ones wearing all the Star Wars that. gear. And I was like, ah. Uh, and there was also, you know, obviously a lot of like just general Star Wars nerds, including myself. Like I was wearing a shirt with a bunch of like 16-bit Star Wars characters oh, on yes. it. And so, you know, we had the merch and all the fun stuff. And a couple of people came from UNT with lightsabers. That was funny. They're wearing their UNT gear because I know, Joaquin, you also came from over there. So that was pretty yeah. awesome. It's like we got some fellow eagles in the crowd right now. But that was <laughs> awesome. Uh, just like, man, what, what an episode to like have as a mid-season like anything like the fact that yeah like rosario said this was her favorite episode but duh but it's like okay does that mean it peaks here or is like i hope there's still yeah me too i'm like please mando mando's had an issue like i feel like mando's done that before there star wars shows have done that before where like they have a phenomenal episode and then the episodes that follow are good but they're not as great right. it's like okay yeah i'm i'm hoping not for that i'm hoping we get like three more bangers and then it's over and it's like okay that was so worth it because i waited how long for the show like <laughs> what was it they announced it in like 2020 so like three oh, years yeah and, it's been um, a long time yeah. even just when rebels ended i feel like we've been waiting for these moments oh easily Ex exactly that was the thing you're absolutely right like even longer yeah when you take rebels into account it's like rebels ended in what like 2018 2019 like yeah it was very recent but still i mean we've been waiting five years which seems unfortunately like the standardized when we get new content like there's uh, always that random hiatus that star wars shows love to take and it bothers the heck out of me uh, i really hope that we don't get that same hiatus with bad batch because i am not i will not be happy i mean uh, there's so much like to think about because it's like obviously you have to like we have to just say it because there's the there's still a writer and mm -hmm. um an actor strike going on so that's the biggest problem it's like you know we can't just like expect more stuff when they're not being treated fairly so it's like yeah yeah of course i want the other stuff because for me right now i'm thinking well where do they go next like ahsoka season two or is it going to exactly. be Mando season four and it's like either way i'd rather that be resolved first you know than just like immediately going to like oh, i need more now it's like no mm -hmm. let's let's fix this situation first but still either way it's like i, I don't know where we because i don't want to skip to the movie yet i feel like you no, can't just absolutely. introduce thrawn that would be like introducing thanos in like the first avengers and then not having any build up to infinity war and him just like immediately demolishing the avengers and it's just kind of like yeah okay where's the tension like that's this thing with thrawn is you can't just have him show up and then like oh i'm back everyone dies like that would be kind of boring so i'm like where, where it, yeah you're like ahsoka season two or is it like are you I gonna guess it's all it? just gonna depend on how the sag after strike ends hopefully we see a resolution soon because you know these poor writers just want to be paid what they deserve so it's gonna be interesting to see how disney and star wars handle these delays because we're, we're i'm sure we're very quickly uh, drying up the bank of star wars content that's available to be released yeah yeah, and we're, next we're quickly going to reach batch. a point where it's like, okay, you just yeah, pay your writers, please. Please. You have it's money. Okay. Yeah, no, that's oh. the thing is the next thing in the pipeline is the Bad Batch season three. And so it's like, I'm so excited for that. But it's like, well, what for the live action? Because it's like, exactly, and here's the other yeah. thing. I was talking with one of my friends about this. Um, He was bringing up a good point of like, for because I haven't caught up with Star Wars Visions, unfortunately. But in the that's second good. season, the really good. fifth episode, do you know what I'm talking about, Joaquin? It's called uh, Journey to Darkhead. It was the one 
by Studio Mir, the same people behind Avatar and Legend of Korra. Oh, okay, um, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it was the fifth episode. So he was telling me, he's like, that episode and the ninth Jedi from the first season are great open doors for new stuff that Lucasfilm could do outside of their animated studios. And I was like, you know what? That is something that like feels off. It's like that, the fact that we only have Bad Batch Tales of the Jedi right now, like since Disney Plus came out, because I rewatched all three Ahsoka episodes um, for this series. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, they're so good. But it's like, it's like, oh, I kind of want to see what another studio would do, like a different story, like High Republic or something. Oh, yeah. Live action, you know, like animation. So there's so many angles that they could go. Yeah. And I'm curious to see where they go. I mean, but yeah, yeah we're, but... we're quickly, I think Bad Batch at least has already been like recorded. It's just, I think it's just in final edits right now. After that, we really don't know what else has been in production because Mando, I don't, Mando's not. Uh, well, they delayed, uh, what's that one show with, uh, it's about like pirates. I think like the oh skeleton crew that's what it was that's delayed delayed as well yeah we're projects are in the works but because of the strike they're they're on pause justifiably so but I again I think we're gonna quickly reach a point where Disney's like ooh okay uh, we are not doing well right now maybe just you know do what they're asking for us yeah right that's like (laughs) but that's a whole other that's a whole other separate thing because I mean from the episode we've already covered a lot of like the main beats like the main things that were important because there was so much that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Hera's rebelliousness is becoming a problem in this new Republic age. We're like, okay, we can't be like rebels yet, which is yeah, like I pointed anymore. out last week. Exactly. I said last week that the distinction between resistance and the rebellion is that the resistance isn't necessarily rebellion because they're like, okay, we agree with the new Republic. We just think the new Republic is stupid and, mm-hmm. and doesn't want to like have any sort of uh, problems or military issues whatsoever. They want to de- militarized but we see the rising threat of the first order so we're the resistance against the rise of the first order whereas the rebellion was rebelling against the empire and then they're reborn at the end of last jedi mm-hmm. so in this hera is still acting like she's a rebel and she's like oh i'm a general like i can do whatever i want and she says that several times and it's like well actually like in this new age that they're trying to like make rules and regulations that are fair like this is a problem and so yeah. i like that her her like rebel side is clashing with this new republic although that's still feels weird to me and then i don't think it's hera as a character i just think i like uh, mary elizabeth winstead but i just something feels off where it's like she still doesn't give the same vibes that vanessa mm-hmm. marshall did and so it's like it's like yeah you feel like a rebel but you don't feel like the like the homey vibes that she would give where she was very much like a, le- yeah. a natural born leader like this she feels like oh i'm a leader because i have power like yeah something's it's, it's kind of it's kind of like like oh well i did this so you should listen to me which, yeah like that's weird it's it's only getting us so far because again like we said they still have not explained why it's so dangerous that Thrawn comes back we, yeah he could come like we said he could come back and it's like yeah man your army's gone like <laughs> you're going yeah, to you're prison over. <laughs> like like you're gonna get smoked like it's over but I guess we'll see if we finally get to see Thrawn and Ezra Please. in next week or deals on deals they're on gonna deals. Be, if I that's hope. gonna be how they end the season the final what? episode the final shot we see Thrawn and Ezra <laughs> <laughs> they're like let's hope not oh my they're, God. they're just like coming out of like a big bright light in the back and they're like silhouettes and then it just ends right there bruh please no well we'll have to see what next week brings but with that thanks for listening to another episode of this is the Waycast. for more star wars content head over to boardwalktimes.net and follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at boardwalk times this is the Waycast is a Boardwalk Times production produced and edited by me and Giovanni Delgadillo and music by Kevin McLeod.